Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Tech Talk with our friend Doug Swinhart. Our computer expert is willing and able to answer your questions by phone and by text. And you know we tend to get busy. So if you are having any issues uh, with your computer uh, or just any general questions about the computer, is call us, text us, 651-989-9226. And again, uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we tend to get really busy here. So don't don't wait till it's too late. We'd love to help out uh, as many people as we can. Good morning to you, Doug. Well, hi, Danny. How are you? I'm doing quite well, but can I say, first of all, happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I didn't think anybody would notice, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, and you're spending part of that with us. That's that's very kind of you. We appreciate oh. it. Now, oh, what are you going to be? Absolutely. What are you going to be doing today to celebrate? You're probably not going too many places. Uh, no, I'm going to do a little work in the yard, and i got to catch up on some computer stuff that, uh, of course, uh, this time of year, I'm you know, predominantly it slows down. Not this year. Not this it, year. Um, just keeps on coming to work. So, but we'll get everybody taken care of, and hopefully in a timely manner. Let's do that so again. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. In fact, I didn't see it. I had it in front of me earlier this morning, and I misplaced it. Somebody wanted to know you had talked last week on the show about. Well, I'm not sure if it was a free service or what, because I know you, on occasion you talk about uh, various things that you can get for free, but in many cases you say, come on, if it works for you, give them a few bucks. But I can't remember for the life of me what that was. Do you? Well, you know, there's lots of free things on the Internet, but I always uh, caution people to make certain that it is exactly what it looks like and to just keep track of what they're downloading. I'm going to guess that if we were talking about something free, probably could have been something like uh, Google Drive, which comes with a, a Gmail account. Um, could have possibly been um, uh, Malware Bytes, which has a, a free version, but it doesn't run in memory like the Premiere. So I always like to see people, if they're having Windows 7 or Windows 8, uh, and they buy Malware Bytes, they should actually step up and purchase it. It's much more effective. Um, Spybot Search and Destroy has a, a free version for malware checking. There's lots of good things, so um, hard to tell. If you come across that note, just let me know, and we'll definitely discuss it again. Absolutely. 
You know, as, as I mentioned before in the show, uh, I, I use a Mac, and I uh, years ago I was, you know, had another couple of cu- uh, computers that were were Windows, Windows Seven, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, what? But I've never. I, I take that back. I have tried uh, down at the station uh, Windows Ten. But what, what 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 do you think of Windows Ten, and when's the next system coming along? I'm not certain if Microsoft is planning on changing the the actual operating system name. It sounds like it's going to stay Windows 10 for a while, even though they come out with different builds and revisions and updates for each build. I think they're going to stick with the Windows 10 name so far. And as we move forward, Microsoft is going to be pushing what's called SaaS, Software as a Service. And Instead of it being like a, a a piece of music that we buy and play on a stereo, it will be more at, similar to a subscription. I think it'd be a closer thing than than saying mm-hmm. software as a service. And, and as you know, Windows 10, the interface I think is the Metro menu system is really more designed towards portable devices and touchscreens. It's okay. I personally will always, always add OpenShell, which replaced Classic Shell. Same program. They just renamed it. And that's a free program that you can change the shell, the interface, and you can have a menu that is like XP or Windows 7 or Windows 8 and much more user-friendly, I think, for a desktop. But it's um, going to be moving pretty fast here. We are expected to come out with another version of Windows here shortly. And we'll wait and see what happens. But the, the Microsoft has stopped supporting seven, have they not? A long time ago. Well, yeah, it's um, this is uh, kind of a, I think, a, more of a, how do I say, encouragement to get people to move to ten. But I think if you got yourself prepared and you keep everything in check, I do think, however, if you're going to keep running Windows seven, one should always invest in an antivirus and malware. And a paid version is going to be much better than any of the free versions. And there's a, a lot of them out there. My preference would probably be Malware Byte or, or ESET, ENOD32. Uh, both these companies are U.S. companies, great support, great product line, and they just are going to continue to do a good job. So I think people could keep seven. I've, I've got seven running, and it, it seems to work just fine. Yeah, I, I guess I do too on these these old uh, these old computers. Uh, it, it, by the way, before we take a break, I want to grab a text because I know we'll get backed up here. If you have any kind of a computer question for uh, Doug, call it in. We've cleared the lines. If you want to chat with him, or just send a text if that's easier. Same number applies. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Doug, uh, this is a text that uh, just came in. My Asus computer, solid state from you cuts me out of the internet even if my house has internet with all other tech equipment it's frustrating they say on a zoom meeting etc you, you know this is, could be a couple of things uh generally if a, if the same condition is only happening on one device and you can't replicate it on another device when it comes to wireless many of the software packages that configure your wireless device We'll have a setting that will initiate your wireless 
to automatically connect to the strongest signal. If we have a neighbor or something like that that bought a new router that's pumping out a ton of power, and our device will automatically try to connect to that, well, of course, if it's set up with security, which chances are it is, then it won't be able to connect, and that way we will disconnect from the Internet. Now, from what this texture is, is describing, might be a little bit more than that. If this is happening when they're doing video chats or some kind of a team connection, very possible they might need to increase their bandwidth. And that they would call their Internet service provider, and hopefully they got a faster Internet that is available and step up and just let the good times roll. But wireless is not a perfect science by any means. Sometimes just moving these routers a couple of feet or a couple of inches will make all the difference in the world because there could be obstructions that we don't see. But play around with it. You will definitely get it tweaked up. And thank you for the text. That was good text. All right. Very good. Uh, let's take a quick break here, Doug. If you uh, have a question, a computer-related question for Doug, call it in or text it in. Again, same number, 651-989-9226. Let's uh, take this break. We'll be right back with more Tech Talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Another Saturday morning in CCO land when we talk computers or problems with uh, computer issues. Yours, ours, 651-989-9226. Doug Swinhart is uh, our guru or somebody just called you on, on the text line, Doug. And that wasn't a birthday gift either. They really mean it because I think they've you've helped this person out before. Let's uh, let's get back in. We have callers too, and I don't want to keep those folks waiting. In fact, let's go to the phones. I think Randy and Champlin is first up here. Randy, thank you. What's your question for Doug? Well, Doug, I just I bought a software program for converting my DVDs to digital. I can keep uh, on a stick. I've loaded a bunch of them on there, and now my computer doesn't even recognize the USB flash. Oh, uh, that's, that's, I would have to say that's unusual, but I have a feeling it might have something to do with um, copy protects, even if you own that music. But there are converters out there that will do this. I'm, um, the, the thing is, what bothers me is that it now no longer recognizes the flash drive. And I think you're actually talking the, the, the flash drive that you plug in, but the USB port itself is still active. Is that correct? That's correct. I tried a different uh, USB drive, and it, it worked fine. Yeah, this, um, this particular flash drive, uh, you may need to reformat this to see if you can actually get to it. And this is where Linux really shines because it will pick up that device and you can actually go in and, and wipe out what's there if there's something causing it not to be read properly. Um, Windows, it's a little bit more difficult to do this, but I would be looking at that package and making certain that it is in accordance or in coordinated with the copyright for text. But if this is music that you purchased on a DVD, and you just want to put it on a different medium, so you shouldn't have any problem with that. And depending on what you got going on, might want to give me a call next week, and we'll take a look and see what kind of file formats you have and see if we can help you out there. This can get kind of complex. Mm, I'm well, uh, kind of almost tied to a command line and in Linux to get this done. But we can figure this out for you in Windows as well. And thank you for the call, and have a good weekend. 
We'll get to uh, Doug's number before he leaves us. We'll mention that a couple of times. So you can, he's been kind enough to uh, give us his phone number, give you his phone number so uh, he can help you out outside of the show. 651 is our number, 651-989-9226. Let's see, that was Randy. Let's go to Rick. Rick is calling in from Coon Rapids today. Thank you, Rick. What's your question? Yeah, Doug, uh, the scroll function on my mouse works fine until I connect to the Internet. Oh, now that's just weird. <laughs> if you're um, and if you if you've got that function in Windows, you should certainly have it when you're on the internet. I would be looking, checking, trying different browsers. You might want to download the Brave browser if you haven't already done so. Uh, try to get it to see what it does in Firefox. If it's one specific browser, I probably would recommend that you uninstall that and reinstall it. I have seen in the past where certain sites have difficulty with the scroll function. And generally, you can create a keystroke or a key a macro for your mouse that will overcome that. But it's strange that you're having it on the Internet total. I would be going after and researching browsers first. And I hope that helps. And thank you for the call. Our number again, 651-989-9226, if you'd like to chat with Doug. Call us, or if it's easier, send a text like other folks are doing. And again, the same number, 651-989-9226. Speaking, Doug, of text messages, here's one. It says, hi, Doug. I have an older 16-gig Samsung tablet that keeps giving me a message about Google uh, Google Play services aborting. I cannot uninstall and reinstall. I cannot restart the application. This prevents me from doing anything on this tablet. Do you think this is a simple fix for a guru like you, or should I give up and dump it? You have worked wonders for me before. Yeah. Interestingly enough, these Chromebooks are supported for a specific time. And I know that people are contacting Google and saying, well, you know, we'd like to extend this. And Google's in the process of, I believe, contemplating a small fee to keep that piece of machinery going and to keep updating the operating system. Part of what I think this user might be dealing with when they're talking about 16 gigs, I think that's the storage area. But some of these smaller devices are now combining random access memory and storage on one device because the SSD drives are fast enough to handle that. And 16 gigs, even with a Chromebook, might be a little light. I think they're out of space. I think they've got things saved on there that is preventing the actual operating system from updating. But unless we know what data was purchased and what their agreement is with Google, it's very difficult to say what's going on. I will say this. These devices, many of them, can be reformatted and install Linux. And if you can get that happening, you got a device that's going to run well. This one might be a little lacking in in horsepower and resources, but we should still be able to find something. I don't like throwing equipment away. I I really don't. If it's usable and it's still running, we should certainly be able to take advantage of it. So that would be my concern is let's not be quick to throw stuff away. And thank you for the text. Good text. Good deal. 651-989-9226. Don't wait. If you have a question, a computer-related question for Doug, Call it in or text it, and we have about another half hour of the show to go. 
and I don't want to miss out on helping folks out if we can possibly uh, get you in here in time. 651-989-9226. All right, let's grab another uh, text before we take a break. Uh, Texter says, I have a question regarding email. My husband and I are on the same computer. We cannot get to his email. Only mine comes up. What do we do? I deal with this almost weekly, somewhere. And the way these email accounts are actually working, the web browsers have kind of sectioned off to where I always suggest a couple have two browsers, one browser for one of the partner's email, the other browser for the other, possibly Chrome and Firefox or Chrome and Chromium or Brave and another one. But if you have a main email that you want to have come up automatically in your browser, it's going to require a separate browser to really stay synchronized and coordinated. And that's the easiest fix for that. I see this all the time. What gets more interesting is when a married couple shares an email and they have the exact address and want to somehow separate those emails into folders or sections so they can each read their own. That gets a little bit more complex. And generally, you have to get your recipients or your senders involved in doing something to where you can create a filter and and make the division between the two. But two separate emails, just use two separate browsers, and you should be good to go. Thank you for the text. Great, right. great text. Interesting. All right, I'll tell you what, Doug, we need to take a quick break. So if you have any computer issues you want to talk to Doug about or, or chat with him via text, Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Back with more tech talk here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back on a Saturday morning to Tech Talk. Our friend Doug Swinhart, Denny Long here with Doug on his birthday celebration, and you can help him celebrate by asking him a computer related question, either by phone or by text. Six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. I know we have some text messages I don't want to forget about either, but we also have callers too, uh, like Bob. I think is first up here in uh, Chanhassen. Bob, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Hi, happy birthday. Say, so, I have a, I have Office three sixty five, and I use it on a hotspot quite frequently, and I also it's through Verizon. I have a Catalina, so when we're trying to load. When I'm on my hotspot, my Office 365 isn't working. But as soon as I get onto Wi-Fi, it works. That, that actually surprises me. I'm aware of this hotspot that Verizon supplies, and normally this thing is a good runner. I, um, I It might be that you could increase your bandwidth on your hotspot, perhaps. I can't think of any other reason where there would be that that kind of difference. I do know that many people who are using 365 also have a local version of Office. The uh, the last version you can install locally, uh, 2016 Office, and that might at least solve your problem. But then as soon as you get Wi-Fi, you'd want to update your files up in the cloud. But that's um that has, has to do, I think, more with with bandwidth and it's perhaps I don't have a quick fix for this. It's um, we, if you want to give me a call, I'd take a look at your network. But if you're connecting and you're solid, about the only thing that's going to make this happen is the speed of your internet. Check your speed. 
uh, I would suggest go to testmy.net, T-E-S-T-M-Y dot N-E-T, and select combined and check two or three times, and you will probably won't get the same results each time you run because Internet changes, it varies somewhat. But check it on your Wi-Fi and check it on your hotspot and compare the two. And I'll bet you you're going to find that either your upstream or your downstream is considerably different on one or both. And thank you for the call, and good luck. Yeah, I, I had I did that myself here in recent weeks, Doug, as far as uh, down and up, and uh, it was in pretty good shape. But, I mean, the, the, it seemed like the uh, up is, I don't want to say low, but it's quite a bit different than the uh, uh, megs on the download. Is that typical? Yes, it is. Uh, when, when we click a link, that one network packet goes up the Internet to issue the command to wherever it's going. Now, once that network packet gets to a web server or a DNS server, that gives the command to bring all of the web content back down into your computer. And there's a lot more coming in than going out. So every Internet service provider is configured this way in order to take advantage of bandwidth at the lowest possible resources. This is very, very common. And most people don't need that upstream unless you're housing a, a web server or doing something that is way advanced for most users. And that's very common. And you should use that. Well, mine is, um, I believe, 250 megabits per second down and 11 megabits up. And it's just fine. And that's uh, pretty much standard for Comcast Xfinity throughout the Twin Cities. That's fast. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Um, it's a it's a good solid connection too. It's uh, working well. Right. All right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Call it in or text it in. Your question, your uh, computer related question for Doug Swinhart. And again, we'll give you Doug's uh, uh, phone number before he leaves us today. Uh, another text came in. It says this. See, I have successfully installed Linux on my computer. The problem I'm having is getting the printer to work. I have a brother's. And it's not on the list of printers, but Brothers has the uploads for it, but I, I'm lost on how to do it, so says the texter. This is one area in Linux where from time to time we got to kind of get our hands dirty. And I know exactly what they're dealing with. Uh, this is a user that has uh, taken the initiative to learn Linux. Great, big, huge attaboy or girl for that. That's a huge step. Uh, what they're dealing with, is these printer, most peripheral companies, because of the amount of business they get from the Windows side, the development is always way ahead of the Linux side. And with Brother and some of the printer companies, it may take six months to a year. Now, with that, even with that said, when you go to install from a separate company, even HP, that works with Linux like a hand in a glove, one has to generally open up a terminal window, which looks like a command com window in Windows, and do command lines. And it's important to learn several commands in Linux to make this happen. And if they have problems, they can call me. I could probably get their printer set up for them in minutes and give them a little education on what's called Bash, B-A-S-H, and the Linux terminal, and how to open up Linux to allow things from the Internet, that's probably what they're fighting with. Linux is all about security. Hmm. And you got to know how to issue these commands 
So you get it either at a root level or at least a super user level. But yeah, this is uh, real common. Now, once people catch on to it, they'll go, oh, is that it? And it generally works pretty well. So if they have problems, they can feel free to give me a call. And I do that almost daily, setting up printers in Linux. That's a, 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 I can see their, their confusion, but once they see it work, then it will make sense. Great text. And good job right, installing good. Linux. Great text. Excellent. Thank you for that. Uh, 651-989-9226. Um, we have some text messages too, again, to, to, uh, to help out, but Kevin, I think just calling in from uh, Eagle Lake, I think Kevin, you're on CCO with Doug Swinhart. Good morning, Doug and Denny. Hey, um, have a question. I'm running uh Macintosh in the system of Mojave. And whenever I type, um, when I'm in text edit or in Facebook, type in a comment, whenever I type the word he, it automatically changes to she. And I cannot figure out what's going on with that. Oh, I have to take the fifth here and tell you, <laughs> that's above my pay grade. This would be one that I would think Apple support would want to be all over. Uh, that is, these auto-corrections, <laughs> they're, uh, they're sometimes humorous. But when you got one that's this consistent and you can't undo it, uh, that, yeah, I think we need to call Apple on this one. They're going to be chomping at the bit to take a look at your computer and find out exactly what's going on. Uh, I couldn't even begin to, to answer that. That's, that's way good. I got three Macs here that I'm working on as well. I like working on Macs, but this is, um, this is an anomaly. I've never heard of this before. And thank you hmm. so much. I wish I could have been more helpful. What do you like about the working on Macs, Doug? Well, the equipment is just so well put together. It's um, it's absolutely elegant, and they take a little bit more time, and a little bit more finesse. Uh, you got to be cautious not to over tighten. So some of the technology that's built into this equipment is phenomenal. Uh, the, the the the, for example, MacBook Pros. They have these aluminum cases. Many people, when they work on them, they tighten the external screws too tight. These cases and stainless steel screws are designed in such a way to where the first time you turn them on, as they begin to heat up, they will actually tighten up the screws to the proper torsion, to, to mm. the proper pressure themselves. You almost got to leave them just barely finger tight. And if you miss that, well, then you're going to end up stripping one of those threads and out they go. And I don't think Apple or the manufacturers do this to, to hinder repairs. Uh, but it's something that is little things like that on a Mac make them a little bit more challenging. And I love the way the Mac OS runs. If you've got a newer computer and you can install OS 10, they just pick up and go. I, I enjoy working on Macs. They're a good machine That's to work neat. on. That's great to hear. 651-989-9226. Still have a few minutes to go on the show if you want to get involved with uh, your question for uh, Doug. Uh, let's go to Brooklyn Park. It's our next stop. I believe Ray is calling in this morning. Ray, you're on CCO with Doug. Hey, Doug. Hi, Denny. Got a question about uh, Linux distributions that you're uh, often promoting. I'm wondering what, what would the best one be that you would recommend, and would it make a difference if I wanted to not download it over the Internet because of kind of a spotty connection here? If you got it on a CD-ROM or something from Micro Center, 
Um, yeah, in fact, nearly every distribution on their website will offer a USB drive that you can boot or a DVD. And the distributions, there's, there's many, many, many distributions. And that comes from that open source software. Uh, there's maybe 50 people working on a project and 10 of them say, well, I think we should do this. And 40 of them say, no, we're going to keep going in this direction. They end up taking the software, which is perfectly legal, and branching out into a new distribution. Happens all the time. And that's, I believe, probably the majority of why we have so many distributions. When you're choosing a distribution of Linux for your specific equipment, it's a good idea to possibly go to a website called DistroWatch, D-I-S-T-R-O-W-A-T-C-H.com. There they will list the most common distributions and actually give you a, a count of how many people downloaded them this week, what their rating is, what country of origin, the basis of the, of the actual operating system core, whether it's built on Debian or Arch. It's a tremendous place to learn about Linux. But I normally will take a look at the hardware and if it's a, an older machine, we will be looking for a distribution that requires much less resources. But you can get Linux in 32-bit, 64-bit, even Linux Mint has four different uh, desktop series. And for an older machine, you'd probably want to use XFCE. It's the lightest and the fastest and the least resource-hungry. And, of course, they push Cinnamon, which is the most elegant and really graphically beautiful to look at. And they're all good. And the nice thing about Linux is once you start playing around and learn how to install your own, you can redo it numerous times on a hard drive. Start with an older machine that you can play with. I don't recommend a production machine being, test, be, being used for testing. But today, computers are inexpensive, and you could pick up a desktop or a laptop and just have it as your test machine. What you gain in knowledge will come back to you tenfold what that equipment costs you. I really enjoy this, that people are, are stepping over and, and testing and, and expanding their knowledge. Nothing could be better. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You've kind of given me some incentive to uh, to, to pick up this computer. I, I was thinking of um, something you don't like to do is get rid of it. But I thought, you know, it's an HP that's probably about seven, ten years old, maybe, and a laptop. And uh, how would I go about installing Linux? It's not tough to do, right? Well, there is absolutely a tremendous amount of education available on the Internet. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like I say, one of the best places to start would be DistroWatch. And, and I generally will tend to look for distributions where the country of origin is the U.S., uh, France. Uh, of course, Ubuntu comes from the Isle of Man. And I uh, tend to start there. I really like the distributions that are based on Debian, D-E-B-I-A-N. But then you get into, okay, how to. YouTube is a tremendous resource. You can sit and watch a six, seven-minute video, maybe a couple of them. Maybe one you didn't understand, go to the next one. And But the education that's out there, it's very, very put together in a very professional manner. Even people who are doing it for a first time do great work in this area. Step-by-step right. -step instructions and your old equipment.
by the way, Danny, I'm working on an HP right now that I believe the person bought in 2006. And I almost had this thing resurrected completely, running Windows 7 on one part of the hard drive and Linux on the other. And she's a runner. There, oh this God. is great equipment. <laughs> if you do have to dispose of your equipment, I th- and there comes a time where we all have a piece of equipment that needs to go. I highly encourage everybody to check out TechDump, uh, T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P dot O-R-G. There are two locations in the Twin Cities, and great, great resource and a great business. Uh, TechDump oh, would be the only place I'd want to take them. They do great Excellent. work. And thank Good you deal. so much. That's a wonderful question. All right. I'll tell you what let's do. We have to take a break. We have more show to come here, uh, and we have some textures you want to help out, too. It's Tech Talk. We're around in, in the 11 o'clock hour every Saturday morning. Hope you join us from time to time when you can here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to Tech Talk here on 830 WCCO. Denny Long here with our friend uh, Doug Swinhart. Doug, before I get too far adrift here, let's get that phone number you're so kind to uh, to give out for some uh, some extra help. What is your phone number? 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTech.com, which, by the way, Denny, my website is way outdated. i got to get <laughs> caught up with that. 651-552-9543. And thank you. Yeah, we'll get that number before you leave here. We have a few minutes to go in the show, and I don't want to leave any of our texters out if we can help it. I'm going to see if you can't translate this for me. I'll just read it as it's written. Texture says, I have a Surface 2 running the RT operating system. It is quite slow, but I would hate to throw the device away. Is there any way to update the system or improve its performance? Yeah, you know, these Surface books are not the easiest to work on either. They, um, mm. they actually don't have any screws that we can take them apart. They, you have to use a heat gun because they're glued, and one needs to be very, very cautious. But yes, you can upgrade them, but they're huh, they're a little bit um, little bit difficult to get apart. A mm-hmm. big thing with these things is to make certain that we have some semblance of control with the BIOS. Now, the version of Windows, this RT, just by updating the version of Windows to a stronger version would be much superior. Won't do too much with the speed. The speed on this thing is really governed by the hard drive, even if it's a solid-state drive, and the amount of RAM and the amount and what type of wireless interface is in this. Uh, generally speaking, though, by increasing the potential operating system to a higher standard or a higher-grade OS, that should improve somewhat. But be cautious. They can be worked on, and probably one of the best resources to find out how would be ifixit.com, I-F-I-X-I-T.com. They are just a tremendous resource for do-it-yourselfers and computers and, in fact, all kinds of stuff at this point. ifixit.com, another great website that everybody should have in their toolbox. Great text. Thank you so much. i got to check that out, ifixit.com. Uh, here's another text, uh, Doug. It says, I have a Dell laptop that the battery light is keeps flashing, although I unplugged and replaced the battery. Is there any way to fix this? Yeah, you know, this is getting to be quite the issue with the smaller Dell laptops. The, they, they indicate that the battery is bad, and people will buy a new battery and actually put it in and, well, no change. 
And what I've discovered on three of them just in the last month is by changing the cable that connects the battery to the motherboard solved it all. And I bought two cables. One was $6 in some sense, and the other one was 9 Exclusive for those machines. Found them both on eBay. Um, just be careful that you're buying the exact part number that you need, and that's just as easy to replace as a battery, mm-hmm. really. And there's really no way to diagnose which one it is um, until you buy one and do the other. But these cables are considerably less money than the battery. I would suggest you start there. Uh, another really good text. Thank you so All much. Right. Here's another one, Doug, before you leave us today. Uh, It says, I'm using an HP ProBook 4540 with Windows 7 Professional and ABG Internet Security Program. Question is, can I continue to use this PC safely online since Windows 7 is no longer supported, they say? Oh, absolutely. And and that particular HP uh, is one of my favorite HP uh, laptops. The ProBook line, a tremendous line. But Windows 7 Pro... I would stop all updates, any kind of connection between that computer and Microsoft and AVG, keep it up to date. You're going to want to tone down AVG just a little bit. I think they get a little carried away with um, too much security, so it slows your computer down. But these are great machines. And I think that if you just pay attention to your security software, you will be way just fine. Just uh, be conscious. And pay attention to what you're doing with this thing, and it should run for many, many years. I like the ProBook line. I really do. And great decks. Thank you so much. When did they come out with HP with that, ProBook? Oh, ProBook's been around quite a while. In fact, uh, HP has used that name with, uh, I would have to say, probably 10, 15 years, uh, different Mm, model numbers. And, of course, now the, the, the new line, the Elite Books, are dynamite machines as well. But if you're using a computer for business and you need something that's a, a good, well-built, knock-around type machine, I couldn't recommend a ProBook any higher. And there's there's a just a plethora of, of refurbs on the market that you can get. And once it's been refurbished, if it's been done by a qualified company, you you got a great machine at a tremendous price. Yeah, the ProBook is a great line. All right. It's good to know. Uh, Doug, we have, oh boy, I can't believe it. We've got about 60 seconds to go. How about a real quick answer uh, to this one? I have a desktop every time I go to shut it down. It says programs are running in the background. Force quit. Sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it can take five to 10 minutes. What's going on? Yeah, this would be a, my first step would be ADW cleaner. ADW cleaner, all one word. And I normally put that in a Google search, hit my space bar, the plus sign, and the word Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. That way it takes you right to the link at Major Geeks. You download it. It's a portable program. Won't require installation. And I would be checking to see what's running in the background. That probably will take care of that. And another really good text. All right. Here's Doug's number, 651-552-9543, WCCO Tech. Dot com. Doug, you have a great birthday today. I hope you have a great one. And uh, let's do this again next uh, Saturday morning. What do you say? Oh, thank you so much, Denny. We'll see you next week. Good deal. Doug Swinhart, again, 651 <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.